Welcome back to our mini behind our door, our mini conversations in between our our full episodes with many times guests, etc. Hi, Danny. Hi, Nancy. How's it going? Good. It's just you and me today. Just the two is... of us. <laughs> Lots of fun. Um, I was thinking, you know, we always have great little conversations in between our our full episodes, and. I thought, what have I been called about a lot lately? Um, and interesting, but very regular conversation is anxiety to address the anxiety. People that will say, I'm going to a therapist, either for the first time or in therapy, saying, oh, either I hate going to therapy or I'm nervous to go to, my, go to like I made an appointment with a therapist, but I'm nervous to go. And, um, you know, kind of the most normal thing to say, but a terrible way to feel. It's, I feel it myself and have in the past. Um, and it's something that once I was able to get over, unlocked a whole kind of realm of, of comfort and, and pro progress and growth that I would have never otherwise been able to get to on my own. Um, yes, so true. And it it's scary though. It's scary to let people in, you know, and it's, it's, I know that it's a safe place in the therapist's office or doing teletherapy or video therapy or zoom therapy or whatever. There's a million different ways that you can seek care and have someone to talk to these days, but just getting yourself to go over that threshold is half the battle. Um, yeah. And it's, um, I mean, someone like myself, I'm a very private person. I hate talking about myself it took me a long time. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of therapists in my life, but finally I feel like I have a good therapist, but I'm also just much better about opening up and talking about things. And of course, the more you uh, are willing to do that, the more help you get and the better you feel as a result. But, you know, people will say, I'm nervous because I don't know what to expect, mm -hmm. but you can address, you know, if you haven't gone to see a therapist, you know, a certain therapist the first time, or you just are anticipating and nervous, nervously anticipating a therapy appointment, you ask the therapist what, you know, tell, like, open up saying, I'm nervous about this. What, what do you expect out of me? Or what, what are we going to talk about? You know, it's good to, you know, at the very basic, at least even ask that. And just to kind of quell some anxieties about what can I expect? Right. Uh, you can expect that you're not really going to be pushed to share things beyond what you're comfortable sharing. I've never had a therapist in my experience try to extract information from me that I was not yet willing to offer. And it's just the part of the conversation, the mere fact that you're having the conversation is going to naturally make you feel more comfortable to share um, as you establish that trust with them. Yeah. And people on that note are really um, oftentimes worried that they'll be judged by their therapist, but understanding that a therapist is not there to judge you, they're there to help you. And sometimes that's kind of the circle of the whole problem of, you know, negative feelings, et cetera, et cetera, and thinking someone's going to really judge this, but you got to let that go and realize that's why you're there. So that was my number one problem with my first therapist is that I'm kind of a people pleaser. So it's my, <laughs> by my nature that I want to craft a more favorable narrative about myself. So I would lie. <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, I'm paying all this money. I'm talking to this person. I'm trying to seek help. 
why am I so invested in making them like me? Why am I trying to make this person that I'm paying to listen to me try to think I'm cool or something? What a waste of time. I think a lot of people go through that, especially at the beginning before, you know, whether it's with the same same therapist or a different therapist over time of trying to say the right thing, say what the therapist wants to hear. Right. And of course, you're not going to get very far if you continue, but it, it takes a while. But I think that's really common. That's a really, you know, common mm. thought and action. But also... Um, also just finding someone that you click with. I mean, it, it takes a while. We've said this before through other conversations on this, on behind our door, that it takes a while, like just having chemistry with anybody, with a therapist, someone you're talking to it. Sometimes you just don't click with somebody and totally. um, you have to go through a few at times to find the right person. It's totally true. And people in your network can be really helpful in helping you to find the right person. Like, for example, I hadn't had a therapist for a while and I came to you and Julie maybe three months ago or something asking for resources about where to find the right person. Right. And I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't end up using those resources. I ended up just using it's okay, like, Danny. My, ins <laughs> my insurance um, kind of list. But anyway, the mere fact that you gave me those resources and made me feel encouraged to do so gave me the green light in my head and the permission from myself to say, all right, Dan, you know what, make the phone call, just get it done. Yeah, that's good. And that's, that's really good. And that's a lot of people talking to their friends or just whoever they confide in. It's such great advice. I mean, I get it from, I get those from calls from strangers, just the crisis calls that they're not even like you and I are friends, we're colleagues and friends. Um, but even strangers say, I feel better. I'm going to do it. You know, you just have to, you have to hear it sometimes from somebody else. It's a good move. You have nothing to lose. Um, and, and, uh, and people are worried about expectations that they're going to be expected to make changes right away. That if they don't meet the expectations of what the therapist is offering, they're failing at something, but therapists are, there to meet you where you are. Absolutely. And I think furthermore, just to encourage people to feel comfortable to take that step mm -hmm. in the year 2023, I think having a therapist is kind of a flex, you know, it's kind of a, a cool thing that is um, all of the top performers in the world have people in their corner that are helping them keep their mind, you know, in order. And all, if you want to be one of these people that are either excelling at the highest level in the world, or just you want to show up as a good father, son, brother, sister, coworker, it helps to have somebody on your side. Um, yeah. And when you say that, it's also looked at as like a luxury and just having yeah, yeah. another level of understanding of yourself. Um, I think you're right. It's, it used to have some kind of taboo secrecy to it many years ago and little by little it's you know it's much more less stigmatized much more of a luxury and a common action so yeah we're we're really blessed to live in a time now where it's not like the 1950s where you have to go in through the back valley and talk to your head yeah. shrinker you know it's exactly it's a different exactly. situation 
What about feeling the whole, like I've had people call, I follow up on a lot of calls. I get in general crisis or not so crisis, just resources, calls of resources. And, uh, you know, how's it going kind of question. And they'll say, uh, you know, I, I feel worse, but it's probably a good thing. That is, I think, you know, when you either start therapy or you've been in it for 20 years, you have to sometimes get feel worse before you get better, just because you're fi tearing off that layer of whatever was getting to you. And um, it's such a good part of the growth of it. It really is. And that also just comes, all of it comes with time too. It's not going to work in a week. It's not going to work in a month, but maybe it will. I mean, sometimes it does work quickly and you just needed to get something off your chest. But if you really want to develop that trust and, and um, you know, really see the results, you kind of just got to see it through and push through some of those uncomfortable points and, yeah. and push through some of those boring points where you might not think that everything is all happening, but then you'll take stock of where your life is in six months from now and be like, wow, I really, I really would have freaked out, you know, if this had happened six months ago, but now that's, I have. Yeah, that's a great test. But you just said that's really to say I would have freaked out months ago and see how you handle things differently mm -hmm. of a certain situation. That's a great test to it. So I just want to circle back to what I had said that you and Julie had given me such great resources to have at my disposal. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have any off the top of your head that you can share to the listeners um, so that they can have some action items to go to if they're well, trying to get over the home? Yeah, great. That's a good question. I first of all, you know, as the listeners know, we're in Chicago and that's that would be my, you know, area of resources. Sure. So in general, talking to a national audience, I've said this before, but it's really important. If somebody is thinking, you know, I've either gotten advice from a family friend or professional to seek therapy. And they say, where, this is the most common, where do I get a therapist? The first way to go about it is through your insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, whether you have private insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, there is insurance companies in general have really stepped it up as far as help with for mental health professionals or um, and or substance abuse counseling, et cetera. And on the back of any insurance card or log on to whomever you're um, company is seeing an 800 number or some kind of number for mental health. Uh, and sometimes it's grouped with substance abuse. And that is separated from general customer service, which is the first good step. And a lot of these companies will have great preliminary questions to ask you to see what are you looking for? Like first between you know, addiction, substance abuse, kind of professionals or mental health. And if it's mental health, what kind, but they will ask you what your zip code is. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you have the choice of saying within a 15 mile radius or a hundred mile, whatever you want, but finding someone who's close enough in your area. And, um, and they, they're really, really wonderful, for the most part, wonderful insurance companies all around that will help find you a therapist and send you a list of either psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, you tell them. And actually you can even say, I want to see a male or a female or um, someone who specializes in bipolar disorder or depression and anxiety. I mean, these are really 
well-equipped at this point because, because of the fact that it's a common question. So just a quick interjection from me. Um, I was wanted to talk about um, the process of finding the a therapist through your insurance, which is the route that I went. And I went into a little bit of a roadblock along the way because I had initially started looking for it on the insurance company's website. And I got a whole great list or so I thought of therapists. And when I started reaching out to them, which was emotionally taxing for me, um, I was met with, oh, that doctor moved four years ago. Oh, this doctor doesn't even practice here anymore. Oh, and it come to find wow. out that the, the list was completely not up to date. Outdated. Right. So then I called and yep. they were, took great care of me. It was very simple. They, I told them my area code. They saw, sent me a comprehensive updated list to directly to my email. And it was just a nice PDF of all those um, up-to-date therapists. And I was able to find one very effectively through that. That's so, great. So I'm sure that it's different for all, you know, different insurance providers, but in my case, I couldn't rely on the website. So maybe just make the phone call. Yeah, actually, the calling is absolutely what I would suggest. Um, I That is a problem. It is an ever-changing list because therapists will be covered, you know, will be able to be covered under one and then some sort of contract ends there. It's complicated. But the calling is when I said, look for that 800 or 866 number, whatever it is on the back of the card, that's the first and foremost way. And also, it's nice to get the personal service of having someone ask you a few questions. Um, and, uh, you know, you, if you don't have that going through the website, yes, that's true. Sometimes they are not up to date, which is a pain in the neck because you have to go through it and have some disappointing results. Mm -hmm. But um Either way, that really should be the focal point of your search. Very nice. Unless you just ask, you know, you can also go through the route of asking your, um, you know, if you have a doctor that you really like, and usually that's under the same insurance. Some people really love their general physician or, um, you know, some sort of specialist that they go to and they'll say, I really feel like I need to see a therapist. Do you know of anybody? And and that person knows you. So sometimes that's a good way to find someone. But the insurance company is the best because, of course, then you have something that's covered by your insurance at the end of the whole search. Totally. So anyway, just some thoughts, some thoughts to uh, move ahead, try it. It's such a gift to be able to have somebody <coughs> have somebody else, you know, a different set of eyes on your situation different perspective. It's, uh, it's a luxury. So I think, I think it's uh, a good suggestion. Try to put the anxiety of the whole thing aside to give it a try. You deserve it. <laughs> right. You deserve it. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Nancy. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We welcome your input. To contact us or any of our guests, please email us at behindourdoor@mail.com. That's behindourdoor@mail.com. And please don't forget to like and share our podcast. Um, leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. We really want your feedback. It's important to us. We are so thankful that you are here and listening to us.
If you or someone you know is in crisis struggling with mental illness, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or the NAMI Helpline at 1-800-950-6264. Until next time, please join us for another conversation behind our door. Thanks for listening.